Fantasy Fam. Shven here with Kile down from the Jersey Shore, right? What's up? What's up? <laughs> I am down the shore. It's down a beautiful shore. I have the whole week off. I uh Labor Day's I'm done. I'm gonna spend the whole week down here in the sun. Yeah, Labor Day's over there. Isn't, isn't Labor Day like officially the last weekend that you're allowed to go to the shore? No, it's the last weekend everyone else is allowed to go to the shore. I am allowed here anytime I want, and it's amazing. That's so. awesome. Would just uh, also like to um, make a side note. Our wishes go out to everyone down in Houston and on the coast of Texas and, and some Louisiana. Parts of Louisiana. That is just yeah. awful what happened to them, and we definitely pray for everyone down there. Yeah, as somebody who went through uh, the ramifications of Hurricane Sandy, it's kind of eerie to have to see it again happen somewhere else. So. Um, and see how it's you know affecting things like football this this weekend. It's, it really shows how big yeah. it really was and how devastating it was. So, so to continue on to some NFL news, just broke out Ezekiel Elliott six game suspension upheld. It was not finalized until after 4 p.m., which means that Zeke can still play this weekend against the Giants. Yes, uh, pretty big news. Uh, he. We weren't sure what to expect. Mr. Henderson, as was taking a uh, sweet time in deciding what, what the best course of action was with uh, the Ezekiel Elliott case. And now that we see that the six-game uh, suspension was upheld, but there is a caveat. The caveat is, is that he can play in week one against the Giants, Ooh. as you stated. So, first of all, that's incredible because it's the you know week one, it's against the Giants at home. Um, but Sunday also, it does throw a wrench... It does throw a wrench. I look at it from a more practical um, position here. It does throw a wrench into his actual value. Um, I would rather see him be suspended for those first few games than the later games because they have a bye week six. And that week six bye means that that doesn't count as a game. So instead, if he, he plays week one and then misses six games in between, but also wishes the, this is the bye week. That's seven weeks, which means he doesn't come back till November 5th against the chiefs week eight, which is Awful. just, it's a lot, uh, a lot to invest for, for what you're, you're, I guess you'll get a great performance from him against the giants, but, but he's, he's missing like, three quarters. Exactly. He's missing three quarters of your fantasy season, if not more. And I mean, he's going my last three drafts. He has gone in the top 10 because of all the speculation. So are you which willing is, to spend, which is understandable. It's because, yeah, you don't know the true, you know, what, what exactly was going to happen with your uh, at arbitration, but at the same time to spend a first round pick on a guy that's going to miss six games, which is a lot of games. My playoffs for some of my leagues start in week 12 or week 13, which, so he's missing half of my season. So I'm not taking a first round pick on a guy that has that much potential, but he's going to be, you know, unless like, if, unless you're, if you're going to take him, you need to stock up on running, running backs, backs in yep. those third, fourth, fifth rounds that can get you some wins during those first few weeks. And then have Zeke for the last few weeks to get you into the playoffs. Like if you have David Johnson or Liv Bell, okay, take Zeke with your next pick if you can. (laughs) Right, problem is he's not falling. He's not falling for that pick. And another thing that also sucks too is it's not like he's on the IR for those. He's actually taking up a bench spot. Unless unless your league is one that, you know, you create your own rules where you could just have a suspended bench spot. So right, most don't do that. Most don't allow the suspend. Yeah. Most don't allow the suspended player. Continuing on to another great running back, number two in the rankings as of now, uh, Lev Bell back at practice, signed his contract, and they say he looks fantastic. Has not missed a step. What are your thoughts? That doesn't surprise me. That really doesn't surprise me. I I really I wasn't expecting anything less. I was going to take him at the number two pick, which I did this weekend. I was going to take him there no matter what. I, he is the second best running back on my board. He will finish as the top three running back no matter what. And I think he will compete with David Johnson for the overall number one. I've seen some leagues where he goes first overall. But what's more important about the whole situation is that he has a lot to prove. He's on a franchise tender. And he wants to prove not only to the Steelers but to anyone else who might be willing to bid for him in the upcoming season that he is worth the money. And he's going to have a career year yet again. So hey, hopefully he plays, I don't see anything less happening. Hopefully he plays all 16 games too. If if he plays all 16 games, he is <laughs> going to be very having close unbelievable. To DJ. He's going to have close. close to I would say probably close to 400 plus touches. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. Okay, for this episode, what we're going to do is basically talk about every single game. I can't. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I am so excited. First week of football. <laughs> Chiefs Patriots best Thursday night best week of the year best week of the year Chiefs Patriots Thursday night 
Tell me a little bit about it. What do you think? I hate when the Patriots play um, in the first game of the season every year on Thursday Night Football. It's my least favorite thing to watch. Um, but it's going to be a great game. It's a great defensive team in the Chiefs. Uh, some emerging stars, Brandon Cooks now on the Patriots, Kareem Hunt, the rookie sensation. What can he do without Spencer Ware there? It's full of a lot, but my pick for this, my stardom this week is going to be Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill last year was absolutely incredible, and I don't think that's going to stop. He was averaging almost seven receptions per game once he got into the the mix for Alex Smith, and I don't think he's going to stop. He's going to be an integral part of that offense. Travis Kelsey is not healthy. Will he play? We're not really sure as of yet, um, but he's has dealing with some lingering issues. Uh, Jeremy Macklin's gone. Spencer Ware is gone. You're relying on a rookie running back and a running back by committee. So Tyreek exactly. Hill is my start for this week, without a doubt. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. Sleeper, Chris Conley, especially if Travis yep. Kelsey does not play this week, is a bigger target than Tyreek Hill. Much bigger. Chris Conley, start, I like, big sleeper I do, I like week. Chris Conley. Big sleeper. I wouldn't say 10, 12... 12-team leagues, depending on how you drafted, if you needed a wide receiver. But 14, uh, 14 I'm, I'm considering Conley. Because they're going to need yeah. to pass. The Patriots' offense is going to put up a lot, of, a lot of points. Yeah, the Patriots do also have a sneaky good defense, too. Yeah, I mean, they, they do. Did lose, they lost Logan Ryan, which was a pretty big blow to their secondary. They did add Stephon Gilmore. Yep, But uh, I just I see that the Chiefs are going to pass a decent amount, especially with the rookie running back. And I think the Patriots are going to be the Patriots. They're going to start your Gronks. They're going to start your Brandon Cooks, your Tom Brady's. The running back by committee in the Patriots is what kind of throws me off because Very I don't really – I don't know what Gillis Lee is going to be capable of in those first game, what's, what to expect. James White, Deion Lewis, Rex Burkhead, there's just too many options there to know. So I think that the, the Patriots running backs, I won't be able to know and be able to plan accordingly until about week two or three. You couldn't have said it any better. That's a, definitely a situation to avoid. Thank you. <laughs> Gillisley could for be now. one. Gillisley, yeah. exactly for now, right now, exactly. But after this, I, I think Gillisley is someone I would start this week, just because of the mere fact that they get down to the goal line, it, they're going to give it to Gillisley. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I drafted Gillisley in a, in a, in one league, and I got him in like the sixth or seventh or eighth round, or whatever it was. It was, it was a really nice value pick. But the Kansas City last year was in the lower half. They were the twenty seventh ranked uh, defense against the run. So I wouldn't be surprised if Gillisley did actually have a pretty decent game. And now a game that I know you're going to be watching and glued to the <laughs> TV, maybe, probably oh switching back oh and no. forth just to see how nope. badly they're losing. I, <laughs> I will be watching it, unfortunately, because I can't help myself. It's like the a New Jersey, bad addiction. The New Jersey Jets versus the true New York <laughs> team of Buffalo, the yeah. Bills. This, 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 this could be an interesting game. The Bills. It's going to be the most – it's going to be the least watched game of the season. One of. I would say one of. We'll see how this goes, and then maybe the rematch could be better. With <laughs> with who knows who's going to be starting for the Jets? It could be Colin Kaepernick. We don't know. Nathan P- it could be Nathan Peterman starting for the Bills. The, wow, that is also true. Yeah. Who would you Who would you start on the Jets? One guy. The only person I would ever start during the entire season it would be Blaw Powell. Um, yeah. Blaw Powell is the only player on that team who actually has talent that equals what his draft value was. Matt Forte is getting phased out. You have Josh McCown, who's never healthy. Oh. Wide receivers, nobody's ever heard of. I mean, Blau Powell's going to get targets. He's going to get uh, rushing attempts. I-, I think that in the end, Buffalo does have a decent rush defense. They've had they've been in shambles as of late- lately. A little bit. But I, I do like Blau Powell. I think his abilities and his uh, opportunity catching the ball, he's a nice um, you know, help helping hand for Josh McCown in that offense. So I really think that Powell could have a, a pretty decent game against Buffalo and the season, actually. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I kind of like Robbie Anderson this weekend. Reason being is because who else is Josh McCown besides Blau Powell? Who else is he going to throw to? Well, he's not going to complete the ball. So what the hell is that? Well, that is, that is also – but hell, if he's throwing the ball like 30, 35, 40 times in the game – I don't. I still don't. <laughs> I mean, he would. He would be someone I would consider. I'm not going to start him because I do not have him on any teams, nor will I have him. Moving on to the NFC, the Falcons History. versus the Bears. So Falcons, you're basically starting every single person on the offense. That is correct. Tevin maybe, Coleman included. Maybe not Austin Hooper. Taylor Gabriel. I Tevin, I like Taylor, I like Gabriel, Taylor Gabriel this week. Yeah. Taylor Gabriel as a as a um, as your wide receiver three and or flex position, I do not hate it. I got him in like the fourteenth or fifteenth round of one of my drafts. 
I just I don't see any reason. He was great last year. I think Mohamed Sanu is towards the end of the season. Mohamed Sanu they have as the number one number two on the depth chart, but give me Taylor Gabriel. He's faster. He's I think he's a better receiver and opposite Julio. And Julio sometimes when he's covered by a good cornerback, like a very good cornerback, sometimes he disappears. So if he does disappear, look for Taylor Gabriel to emerge. Yeah, and especially if you have that big play in your league. Yeah, he, right. Exactly. If you're, yeah, if you have a, if you have a league that gives that gives extra points for big plays and big touchdowns for yardage per, uh, possibilities, then. <laughs> The Bears. <laughs> the Bears. Good the Lord. Bears. Here's another dumpster fire, except for Jordan Howard, at least. Their, de- their defense isn't <laughs> as much a dumpster fire, actually. They actually it's have not, a pretty. It's not horrendous. It's middle Pretty of the young defense, yeah. Yeah. Um, but sit. I mean, the Bears on offense are just going to be interesting, to say the least. Jordan Howard's a start every week. I, I just. They have a. They have a good offensive line. He's a start almost every week, unless he's going up against you know an Arizona or a team like that. Um. But my sleeper this week for the for the Bears, I don't really have a, a stardom. Like there's a definite stardom besides Howard. My my sleeper this week would probably be either Kevin White or Kendall Wright. Um, one of them is going to have to emerge as the number one now that Cameron Meredith is down. Mm-hmm. I just I, I I don't see any reason that one of them cannot. Atlanta does not have the best uh, secondary. They did pay Desmond Trufant, who I like very very much. Um, but so if Desmond Trufant is say on Kevin White this week, then I would be looking Kendall Wright. I think Kendall Wright could have a breakout game. PPR, PPR yeah. for sure. I mean, I don't like Glennon at all. Oh, uh, he's so, bad. Yeah. How do you he's get that much? How do you get that much money? Uh, be a quarterback. Like, like it's just, it's just Basically. ridiculous. It was like when Matt Schaub signed with the Texans and he didn't even, yeah. he didn't even start a game and he got like fifty million dollars. <laughs> Here's a bold statement, I, and then we'll we'll move on to the next game. I would say by week four, the Bears are going to have a new onslaught. Is that a word? A new a new. Sure. It is now. Group. It's yeah, it. It it is now. I just I just created a word. You're welcome, everyone listening. The, Kendall Wright and Kevin White will not be the wide receivers come week four. I think they're I think they're going to go down too. Kevin White, unfortunately, he is a chandelier. Yeah. Kendall Wright has been getting hurt for the past every, every, every actually year. every season. First round pick gone bad basically. I hate to I hate to say it, but I just do not see these guys playing. Let's move on to the next game. The next game is much better. This is a big big matchup as well, another division game. Uh, Ravens Bengals. Ravens, who do you like? Ravens are a very interesting team. They have a lot of offensive weapons that aren't good. Um, so it's it's very interesting. Uh, I do like Danny Woodhead, but he's not as relevant for me in this because I am going to focus more on a sleeper and that sleeper is the tight end position, which the Ravens really don't have anything of. Um, they have a culmination of Max Williams and Ben Watson after Dennis went down and unfortunately his career might be over. They've now had to unfortunately go with, uh, Ben Watson and or Max Williams. And, uh, Cincinnati is not great against the tight end. They gave enough either the fifth last year. They gave up, I think, the sixth amount of yards to the tight end position. So I just I really see the opportunity for Max Williams or Ben Watson to come in there and, you know, snag 40 yards and a touchdown. Uh, some teams might not have either of those players. And if someone's looking for a streaming option, if you didn't draft a tight end or your tight end is, you know, a Kelsey or an injury prone tight end that, you know, you're not willing to start this week or given the matchup is bad, I like the Ben Watson or Max Williams pick. I, I think that if whoever is named the actual starter and will be getting more, most of the targets from Flacco, if Flacco starts, um, mm. and even if Flacco even if Flacco doesn't start, I think the tight end will be a nice crutch for that for the quarterback position. Oh, if it's from, who is the quarterback? Who's going to be back on quarterback? Ryan Mallet. Is it Mallet? Oh, Jesus. Okay, Ryan so, yeah. Mallet is the backup. The t- so the tight end is a great is a great crutch for um, a quarterback who is not ex- exactly good. So I do like um, either Ben Watson or Max Williams, whoever is going to get the nod. I like Terrence West. I li- I'm going to like him every week, basically. Who knows? Who knows if Danny Woodhead is also going to play this week too? Yeah, he's been he's, coming back from injury. He's another injury-prone guy, but when he's healthy, he is probably the best receiving back in the league. You could Up top make, two at least. You can make three. that case. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Terrence West had a solid year last year. He did. He had a very good year, and you're going to get him still late in, later in drafts. Um, most people who are listening to this will probably have done their drafts ready, and they're deciding who to, you know, Terrence West is probably either running back three or running back four or somewhere in there. 
And the Bengals have a decent rush defense. It's kind of gone down in the last few years, especially with Pecco being injured and, you know, and Geno Atkins being injured sometime, some of the time. And so I think the Bengals' rush defense has, has suffered a little bit, um, especially Vance's perfect not being there. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that Terrence West wouldn't be a bad start either. I do like him almost every week. He's going to get you those, you know, 15 to 18 carries, might get you a reception or two if Woodhead's not there. So I like it. Hmm. So they just announced that Joe Mixon – is going to back up Jeremy Hill. That doesn't mean anything. Jeremy Hill named the starter. Yeah, but so do you Hill still, was injured. Do you still start him? Would you start still who? start Jeremy Hill if you had him? No. Ooh. No, not no. I would start Joe Mixon. I'm going to start Joe Mixon. I have him on one team, and I will start him. Joe Mixon is going to be the game-changing back. He's going to be part of the third-down back core. I mean, Gio is still going to get some targets, but I think that I think that Joe Mixon is it. Uh, I think Jeremy Hill is just the starter because he's because Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis is their coach. He is an old school coach who doesn't like rookies, who wants to go with his veterans, even when he knows his veterans aren't good anymore. And Jeremy Hill is just not a good running back anymore. Uh, he's it's just it's just the truth of it. So sad. So Joe Mixon is the future. And while he might be number two on the depth chart, he's going to get the most carries in the game. And he's probably going to end up getting the most receptions by running back position in the game. Isn't that a shame? You draft two running backs, two solid Coming out of college, Geo, Jeremy Hill. Yeah. And then you go running back like two years later. They, they were both good. They were both good in their rookie campaigns. They were both okay in their second campaigns and then kind of fizzled out. And I think Joe Mixon is better than both of them put together talent-wise. Andy Dalton. I, think I am he, a I huge fan of Andy Dalton. I think he finishes. Where he's being drafted right now, it's incredible. So late. I think Got he him as my second quarterback. 15. He 12. started off. He started off real hot. What was it last year? Uh, no, it was two years, two ago. years ago. Two years ago, two Andy years Dalton ago. was on pace to be like the number one or two quarterback. Yep. And I think he has that capability, especially if AJ Green is healthy. He has, you know, John Ross just went down, so that's a shame. But he still has Tyler Boyd. He still has Brandon LaFell. Tyler Brandon Eifert's Fells. healthy finally. So hey, I like Andy Dalton. Fingers crossed for Tyler Eifert. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the Cardinals versus the Lions. Mm-mm-mm. Could be a lot of points in this game. Matthew Stafford loves to air it out. My buddy Matthew Barry over there doesn't think that Matthew Stafford is going to finish in the top 20. I think he says he's going to finish out of the top 20. That is going a ballsy the, statement. Right? I have he Matt Stafford as my top 12, I think. <laughs> we brought up a stat in one of our previous casts that the Lions, eight mm-hmm. fourth quarter Fourth quarter comebacks, comebacks last year. That's a lot of fantasy points. Yes, it's great for the team to come back in the game, but it's also fantastic, not necessarily garbage points because they're winning the games. Right, but they're they're late points that he they're going to be passing the ball in the fourth quarter. Exactly. You know that they're going to be passing. Exactly. And I like I like Matt Stafford. I mean, is is he my big big player this week? No, but I will if I when talking about the Lions Cardinals game, um, my big focus is on the Lions here because I have Eric Ebron. <laughs> I did draft him. Uh, I do not know why. I think the value is just incredibly there. But my my big big vote would be do not do not start him this week. Uh, the Cardinals are the best team against the tight end. They cover the tight end better than anybody. Their Dion Buchanan role is incredible. Dion Buchanan covers the tight end better than any middle linebacker slash safety in the league. I mean he's he's gonna cover him well, and especially if Ebron is not healthy. He's not going to be at 100. percent I just, just please avoid starting Ebron. No matter who else you have, if you have, you know, Antonio Gates or, um, you know, I'm trying to think of other players, tight ends that might be on the waiver wire that will be a better start. I, I honestly, I would start Vance McDonald on the Steelers over I would starting Eric wow. Ebron this week. That is yeah. ballsy. It's a yeah, ballsy I would. Yeah. Then it's that goes into I, what? Are, what are the Lions going to do? Try to establish the run with my boy Amir? Nope. I I could I say Cardinals. Amir gets over 20 20 carries this game. I think that Around. because the the Cardinals have granted they, they lost Cali they lost Cali Campbell. They still okay, have a the good Lions. Defense. I mean, the Cardinals lost Cali Campbell, but they still have a very very good run defense. They finished last year as what the the fourth best. Oh uh, no 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 hold on wrong sorry. Um, they finished last year as the ninth best run defense. Wow. So I, I, they really do. They have a very good run defense. They're great against the tight end, and they they have a great run defense. So I would look this this week. I would look to Marvin Jones. I would look to Golden Tate, Golden Tate as big targets to look at because um, 
in the last year or so, the Cardinals secondary has kind of taken a hit. They still have Patrick Peterson, but their 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 pass defense hasn't been as as good as it's been in the past. So I would like I would I'm a really big actually believer in in Marvin Lewis. Um, not Marvin Lewis, Marvin Jones this week. Oh, Marvin Jones, interesting. Yeah. Does he start off like he did a, last year? Yeah, I think he's a sneaky. I think he's a sneaky pick this week. Cardinals, David Johnson, obviously. Carson Palmer, do you start him? Against start, Detroit? Start him or sit him. I would start him. It depends who you're – I mean, most people are probably drafting Carson as their second quarterback. So unless – you yeah. know, unless their first quarterback – Unless they just I mean, win. Yeah, unless their first – right, exactly. And unless their first quarterback is going up against a, you know, a top a top five defense. Like say you have like Phillip Rivers as your starting quarterback going up against Denver. Um, I would you probably start know. Carson Palmer instead. Right. Yeah. I would still rather start Carson Palmer. But, yeah, I mean, I think Carson Palmer is going to have a much better year than he did last year. He did struggle a lot last year. But he's on the end of his rope. I mean, I, I think Fitzgerald will have another good game uh, against his Lions secondary. Yeah, I mean, I, he's going to get his 10 yards per catch, and he's going to be great. I mean, he's going to get peppered and, with targets. And DJ will probably get over 200 total yards, like two touchdowns. I could definitely seven, see it. Seven, I mean, eight catches. They, they're, they're lacking the weapons now. Yeah, the Cardinals. The Cardinals are lacking weapons now. They have David Johnson, who's probably the best weapon in the NFL. But you have an older Fitzgerald. You have an unhealthy ja- uh, John Brown. Reliable you know, you have an, Fitzgerald. Right. Yeah. But you have Jerron Brown. You have Chad Williams. Guys who aren't, you know, either there yet or aren't capable of handling mm-hmm. workload. So I mean, it's going to fall on David Johnson and and mostly Larry Fitzgerald too. So. I love it. Two guys you start every week. Jaguars versus the Texans. It's going to be an emotional game for Houston. Everything going on. Yep. Who do you who do you like here? This could be an this could be an interesting game to see Blake Bortles after everything going on with him. I mean, let's just say that Chad Henney, yeah, he's a Michigan boy. Go Wolverines. Go blue. But I don't I just don't see Chad Henney being a starter in the NFL. Backup, okay. But Blake Bortles, right, well, I, I hope I hope he succeeds. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's like an Andrew Luck type or like a Big Ben, but he just he can't, he can't get it together yet. What is his third year? No, no, this is his fourth year, right? Yeah, it's only, yeah. This is his fourth year. Is it his fourth? I believe so. But my my big play this week is going to be Lamar Miller. Um, Jacksonville does have a pretty decent rush defense. Um, it's not the best in the league. It's not. It's it's right. Their defense is pr- is pretty. You know, their defense is pretty much middle of the road. It's a top fifteen defense. They've added some big pieces. Kelly Campbell. They have Malik Jackson. Um, you're bringing you know bringing back Telvin Smith and Puzzle Osney. Um, and then you know the health of Jalen Ramsey. I mean, it's they have a very good defense. But Lamar Miller is going to be the bell cow now. I don't care what anybody says. I got him in the fifth round the other day. I, I felt like I just want a prize. I mean, you get him in the fifth round, a starting caliber running back on a team with a quarterback that has a lot of uncertainty surrounding the position, whether it's Savage or Deshaun Watson, they're going to be giving Lamar Miller a lot of touches. And Deontay Foreman is nowhere near taking over any of those touches. Not even close. So I just, I don't understand the disrespect for Lamar Miller. Yes, last year wasn't a great year, but he's still a very talented running back on a team that runs the ball more than it passes the ball. So against the defense, that's good, but not fantastic. Here's a stat for you. Lamar Miller only played 14 games last year and he had over a thousand yards rushing. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you on that. He's not getting a lot of love this year at all. There's no, there's, there's absolutely no one else. And my big sit this week would be Allen Robinson. Uh, Texans have a great, Texans have a great defense. Very Blake good Bortles. secondary. Blake Bortles is just, I, I'm not willing to trust him, especially in week one. Yeah, there's the, the truth is that Allen Robinson could go off for like four receptions for 100 yards and a touchdown or two, but at the same time he could also go for one reception for nine yards. Yeah, he can so be I'm not, I, I don't think you're willing to take that risk, especially if you have a capable wide receiver two or flex that can, you know, be put in that play in, in that place instead. I'm very interested to see how Leonard Fournette does, especially against like a a good defense already starting off. First game, yeah, he's my he's my pick this week to to watch. Um, I'm not. You start him. him. I think you would start him because you probably drafted him pretty high, so you have to. So yeah, he's probably have your, to start him. Right, he's probably your running back two on most teams. Maybe maybe your running back one if you went wide receiver, wide receiver early. Receiver. Right, but I think that I think that Fournette this week is it's going to be interesting to watch. I want that's what I'm looking forward to, to doing is just watching how he performs at the next level. So. Another game down south, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Miami Dolphins, which may not even be played down in Florida. 
it's not going to be played in the South, apparently. They're looking into alternate options given Hurricane Irma. We are unfortunately going to have to deal with another hurricane coming our way. Awful. So they're looking at Pittsburgh and Philly as possible choices to host the game. We have you know, no idea where it's going to end up officially, but it could be displaced to one of those locations, whether it's Sunday and or Monday. They don't know yet, but I think I don't think that throws too much of a wrench into that game. Personally. Not really. Not many fans will probably be there since it won't be in the state, but... Right, exactly. And especially because they'll be, they'll be bracing for a hurricane, so... Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is starting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still can't get over it. I, I'm big... Hopefully everything... Nothing happens to Jarvis Landry. I have no idea what's going on. He's another investigated, just like his buddy Zeke. But if all goes well, Jarvis Landry is my start of the week. One of my favorite starts of the week, just to see how Jay Cutler throws to him on the inside as a slot guy. It's, uh, I, know, I know you're not a huge fan of Jarvis, not as much as I am, but I know you like the other guy, the taller receiver. I like, I like, I like Devontae Parker better this year, um, as does the whole fantasy community at this point, because Devontae is going almost a full round before Jarvis. Take him. Uh, in most recent drafts. I mean, I, I haven't yet, but I do like Devontae Parker. I think him and Cutler, he is basically the Alshon Jeffrey to Jay Cutler with Miami. Brandon Marshall, he, too. You know, I think. Can play with him? Right. I mean, I think that I think Devontae Parker has the ability to be a top 12 receiver. I think he could finish as a number one this year if Cutler stays healthy. If he stays healthy is the biggest important part of that is the fact that Devontae Parker needs to stay healthy. A guy who, since entering the league, has never been healthy for long. Um, you know, they're going up against a Tampa Bay defense that last year finished in the bottom half of pass defenses. Um, they finished as a 22nd defense, giving up almost over 250 yards passing per game. So... I think that Cutler could step in and have a really good game. I think Tampa Bay is going to take a step forward this year as a team, but I do like um, Devontae Parker and actually Jay Ajayi this week. I think they both will have pretty good weeks. So moving on to the Bucks, a start for them that I do like this week is Jaquiz Rogers. Jaquiz Rogers last year, if you look at his numbers, he got the ball majority of the time. Charles Sims could come in as the third down running back but Jacquez he's he's going to he's going to get like close to 20 carries Pro- I I think he's going to go for over 100 100 and t- over 100 and a touchdown I mean that's a, that's, that's kind of a ballsy statement I'm not going to lie especially cuz Miami is not a, I mean they're not the best rush defense but they're, they're definitely not, not. Awful. I mean well they were last year actually last year they finished as one of the they actually finished as one of the worst defenses running the ball last year Ooh. Um, but that. they I, I do still like their defense as a whole um Jaquiz is not a game changing back but at the same time, I think he still could get the 15 to 20 touches, and he could look at you know maybe he could have a touchdown uh, in the game. So I'm not huge on him, especially if you have other options. I do think he's a sneaky pick this week, and if you wanted to start him as a flex position, um, I wouldn't hate it. But I mean, I I'm not sold officially on them running the ball that much. I really think that James is going to pass a lot. Well, I'm, about I do. To, I'm about to blow your mind. So when Jacquez played last year and there was nobody else, first game, he had 30 carries for 101 yards. Really? <laughs> second he game, had 30 carries? Second game, 26 for 154, right? Then it did digress a little bit wow. and he had 19 carries. So they they definitely believe in him. Going to uh, the Music City. Tennessee Titans versus the Raiders. You're basically going to start half half the Raiders' offense. Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, and Marshall. I would start. I would start everybody on both teams. Basically, it's uh, the Raiders have one of the worst defenses um, last year against the pass. Um, the run defense isn't any better, really. The running defense is on the bottom half of the league as well. Um, they are a good team, and they put up a ton of points. So as much as I think the ten- Titans will have a good defense, the Raiders have that good of an offense. So I would start Crabtree. I would start Cooper. I would start Carr, Marshawn. Uh, I would start Rashard Matthews is my one for this week. I really like Rashard Matthews this week. Um, I don't Matthews. think there's. I don't think. I don't think that Corey Davis and or um, Eric Decker has that rapport yet with Mariota, and I think Rashard last year really showed that he does. And people are kind of phasing him out. They're saying, oh, you know, you, have Eric, you bring in Eric Decker, you bring in the top five pick and Corey Davis. Corey no, Davis, yeah. 
I think Rashard Matthews has the capability to score touchdowns, and he's a big receiver that he has a really good rapport with Mariota. So he's, for me, a sneaky wide receiver three slash flex play for this week that I think could pay really good really good dividends. Now to a game that I probably won't watch. The Eagles <laughs> versus the Redskins. <laughs> Simply for the fact that I'm a Cowboys fan, and I just hope they both lose, if that's possible. I don't think it can happen, though. Hi. So start, do you start Carson Wentz if you drafted him? I know some people actually – I think we were in one draft the other night. Didn't someone reach for, Didn't someone reach a little bit for him? He went yeah, pretty- there's people who – there's people who really view him as a top 15 wide uh, quarterback this year. He could. He there could. There are. There are people who really believe in him this year. And I think if you're going to start him, um, this might not be the best week to do it. Um, I think Washington's defense has gotten a little bit better. I'm mm-hmm. not a huge fan of their defense. I think that um, I would rather see him get a some type of rapport with his Alshons, with his Tories, with Ertz again. Um I'm not sold on him just yet as a top 15 type uh, caliber quarterback in the NFL. I like his abilities, but I don't like um, I don't like how he had a lot of reception. He had a, a lot of interceptions last year that he I wasn't did. a big fan of. Um, he did make some. Granted, he was a rookie, but he did he's make some rookie, stupid. Yep. He did make some passes that I did not agree with. Yep. But he's going to make those plays. Um, I just want to see if he can take that step forward in the first few weeks of the season. If if you know if the Eagles start two and one or three and zero, I'm I'm going to start to believe more in Wentz because their defense might be able to back it up. But if if they start out tough and he you know he's throwing interceptions in the first game of the season, I'm not going to be thinking to start him. I might not even have him on my roster at that point because wow. there are plenty of other quarterbacks in the NFL that are starting you know that have the capability to start on your team. That I'm not going to hold on to, you know, a player who's not going to—he's going to throw it a lot, but he's not going to get the yardage and touchdowns that you really need him to. And awesome for him that they got Alshon Jeffrey, so all of his experience and ability—that's a big plus. Alshon definitely a yeah, top if he plays this week, top twelve. I would say he's a top twelve this week, Alshon. If, I mean, if, if he plays if, exactly, right. if he's healthy, Alshon is a top twelve almost every week. He has that type of talent, really especially like against the Washington year. secondary. Yes. Oh, I love Ertz. Zach Ertz is one of my favorite players this year, actually. He is. He's he's not going near. He's getting such incredible value from where he's being drafted. Yeah, I think I think if you draft if you had your draft maybe a few weeks ago, you got him at a ridiculous value. In the last week or two, um, especially since that whole Jordan Matthews situation and you know like Eric Blunt not being the running back. Right. I think Ertz has gone going a little bit where he should be going, and I think he's gonna he's gonna he's going to be worth it. He's going to go be a top, you know, seven tight end this year, I think. To our nation's capital, I would say you start everyone on the offense. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be starting Terrell Pryor, Jamison Crowder, Rob Kelly, Jordan Reed, um, cause he's healthy. Jordan Reed. I was Kirk cousins. I would start them all great offense. They work, they, they work in sync together. And yes, I know that Terrell Pryor is new. Um, I know that Rob Kelly is coming into his only second year with Washington, but I do like the Washington offense. The Kirk Cousins offense is a very high power offense. Very, very good. Gets you fantasy points. A gets lot. you fantasy. And especially if, if especially especially if Jordan Reed is not fully hundred percent, I love, love, love Jameson Crowder this week. Big Jameson Crowder fan, okay. I'm a huge I like, James, Jameson I like, Crowder fan. I like Terrell Pro- actually, I like both of them this week. I hate to say I, that. Right. I like both of them in general. <laughs> the Indianapolis Boring. Colts versus the LA Rams. So, no Andrew Luck. Scott Tolzien steps in. T.Y. Hilton probably will start him, just for the fact that it is T.Y. Hilton, but Scott Tolzien is throwing to him? Really? Scott Tolzien (laughs) does not help T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is a stretch-the-field player. He's a guy who will get you tons of yards after the catch, who can get you down the field, and Scott Tolzien is not Andrew Luck. So, for me, if you have T.Y. Hilton... I would strongly suggest trying to find an alternate to start this week. Wow. I would. Even when I would you drafted not him too, you still wouldn't you still wouldn't start him? Would you well, start any receiver on the Colts? Maybe Jack Doyle. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Jack Doyle, sneaky pick. He's about the only person I would start on that receiving core. I just I don't see I mean the Rams have a decent defense. I mean well, I I think they're a bad. good defense. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're a good defense. And but the thing is that they're off the Colts offensive line is so bad that 
your Robert Quinns are going to just eat them alive. I mean, that defensive line is just granted. Aaron Donald's not going to play because Aaron Donald is holding out for a new contract. Yep. So as he should that's, be, because he's the best right, defensive tackle that, in the game. Correct. So <laughs> I, I think that I think that that's a help for them. But the the Colts offensive line is so bad that I don't think Tolzien's actually going to have the opportunity to throw much, and especially to throw deep to somebody like T.Y. Hilton. Frank Gore. Do you start Frank? Gore I like Frank Gore this week. I would start. I would start Frank Gore this week. Yeah, I could see them getting Definitely. him like twenty-five touches, over twenty carries. I could see. So Scott I could Tolzien see twenty isn't carries. Throwing it. Yeah, I could see him. I could see Robert Turbin as a sneaky start this week. Hmm. Um, get you three or four receptions uh, plus out of the backfield because you know running back and a tight end or a or a backup quarterback's best friend. So. Who do you like on the Rams? I know you're a big Sammy Watkins believer. Is he going to oh, develop God. a repertoire in L.A.? Huh? I don't know. I, I don't know. Jared Goff one game was looking like a true number one pick, and then the and next then he looked next not. he looked he looked like a rookie again. And Sammy Watkins' expected, value is expected. Yeah, but Sammy Watkins' value is directly linked to how Jared Goff performs. If Jared Goff takes a step forward, Sammy Watkins, you know, is close to what he could be with Buffalo. But if he doesn't, then I don't think Watkins is worthy of starting on most weeks, honestly. Yes, he's a big play guy, but if, if Goff can't get him the ball, then I'm not willing to play him. So, rather start, you know, Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby, honestly. Ooh. You know, the, the Colts aren't exactly uh, good against the tight end. They're actually one of the worst defenses against the tight end, so. I like as a sleeper, Robert Woods. Who could Another. who who could be Sammy Watkins on the outside? You got Tavon Austin, Robert Woods. Well, Cup's injured, so Cup is injured, so that means Robert Woods is what the number two, I guess, because Tavon is yeah, not. He's just all over the place. Technically, I mean, granted, the Colts don't have the scariest secondary in the world, so I their mean, secondary is not good at all. It's really a possibility that the Rams win this game and that Jared Goff actually gets confidence in this game and takes a step forward because of how bad the Colts are. The Colts' secondary was one of the worst in the NFL last year. They gave up, no. on average, uh, 200 – what is it? 262 yards. 60 yards a game, game, right? Yeah. Yeah. 27, 27th out of 32 they finished. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like Not it's, it's, it's really – it could be a really good confidence game for Jared Goff. If he can come out there against a defense <laughs> that is not great against the Andrew Luckless Colts – I think he could actually take a step forward, but if he can, if he fails against them, I think that he's you're you're going to see exactly the type of player he will be this year. Bold statement, but then he can't get too cocky, saying, "Oh, I just did so good." But this, I'd rather him be really cocky. Bad. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather, I'd rather him because you have to be. Yeah, as a number one pick, a guy who compl- really showed that he wasn't worthy of it last year, he needs to be. This game, I'm very excited for. I know you are as well. I think everybody, this could be considered one of the games of the week that's not prime time. Seattle, uh, Green Bay. My favorite game always. That that rival that is starting to become one of the best rivalries in the NFL, besides like your Steelers and Ravens or right. you know Cowboys, Cowboys Giants. Giants, exactly. Yeah, especially because um, a few years ago with the catch or the catch that wasn't oh. or was, depending on your perspective. Um, that's why it's become also such a big uh, rivalry. But I think it's interesting because I'm not sure what to expect from these two teams. Like, these are the two teams that – well, I actually, I lied. I do know what to expect from the Packers. But from the Seahawks, I, it's it's going to be interesting because do they really avoid the run game as much as I think they will? I think they're going to pass the ball very, very often. I think Lacey – and Rawls will get the least amount of touches possible because Lacey has gone downhill the last few years. Rawls is never healthy. And I think that they're going to be thrown a process a lot. So I think that you're going to be looking at Doug Baldwin as a definite start. But my start for this week is Paul Richardson. Paul Richardson is my start for this week as, as the Seahawks' number two wide receiver. The Packers last year were god-awful against the pass. Absolutely terrible. They, they were the worst defense against secondary. the pass. They, got, they, were the no, sec- and they, are- they were the second worst. <laughs> Oh, I have I, okay. I saw them as the worst, but yes, I mean, well, they are. It's pretty accurate. Yeah, right. They have the worst pass defense in the league, and I think it's going to show yet again. So I don't care that they, they brought in Kevin King in the second round of the drafts uh, this past year, and he was even struggling. So what does that say about the defense that's supposed to be improving? I just I I like Paul Richardson um, as the second wide receiver 
for the Seahawks, and I think he's a decent flex play this week. Um, and for the uh, for the Packers, mine's Randall Cobb. I mean, Jordy Nelson's going to be matched up against Richard Sherman, and I don't know who is going to be matched up against That's gonna be an awesome Randall Cobb. Job. It's going to be who I mean, whoever they brought in. I, I it's just I think I that you know, know Devonte Adam will get some looks. You know, um, you know Earl Thomas will still be there, and your your Cam Chancellors are still there. Yep. But I, I just I think Randall Cobb is going to be the one that's going to be the odd man out in terms of coverage, and I think people forget about how talented he actually is. I think Russell Wilson throws a shit ton of passes to Jimmy Graham. An interesting fact also on this, some statistics about Mr. Wilson. Three games last year, he threw less than 30 attempts. Every other game he was throwing over 30 times, which is yeah, I think, very different from his previous years. Yeah, I think I think almost every game will be 30 attempts this year. I do. I think he. I think they're a pass first, and it's, especially if his first two reads aren't open. If you know, if your Doug Baldwin's and your Jimmy Graham's aren't open, he's gonna run. He's gonna tuck it and run. Yeah. I, I just. I don't think they're gonna run the ball a lot. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of design run plays. I think it's gonna be mostly passing uh, plays that are designed. He so, doesn't even run or, that much. Or QB either. options. Right. No, I, I mean, but he's he's okay. effective. He is super effective when he, he is runs. very so effective. Once again, correct. Russell Wilson for me is a starter every week. So is Rodgers, even against Seattle. It's Rodgers. Rogers, Rogers, Rogers. This guy's got double check. San Francisco versus the Panthers. A lot going on here. Carlos Hyde, does he come back to form? Get 25 carries in this game. You got Brian Hoyer throwing to Pierre Garcon and God knows who else. I actually do like on San Francisco. Then this is crazy. Uh, maybe in a 14 team league. I wouldn't say anything less than that. Marquise Goodwin was just named the number two. Yeah, I saw that. And Brian Hoyer likes to air it out, and he makes receivers better for some odd reason. Yep. He just doesn't know how to win games, but he makes the receivers better. And they be, entail become better fantasy receivers. That's not exactly <laughs> true. Yeah, he has I don't think awful. I don't think that's exactly true. He's actually won some games with the Texans. He did have a good year with them. Granted, they had a good defense. Good but, defense, exactly. Um, yeah, I, liked the, I saw the Goodwin. I saw the Goodwin one. I actually saw that. I thought that was actually kind of interesting because I always said, like, I wouldn't draft him this year. But now that I see it, that he's named the number two, I mean. Deep threat. He might get opportunities. Deep threat. Yeah. Exactly. And I just I, – I'm more interested in this game because the the 49ers last year were the worst team against the run by, like, a, like an unbelievable amount. They gave up 166 rushing yards per game last year. I mean, that's that's actually incredible. <laughs> like, they were literally the worst rush defense in the league by a lot last year. So most people would say, oh, McCaffrey, you know, it's about seeing, yes, I want to see Christian McCaffrey play. I think Christian McCaffrey is a, you know, a lightning type of player. He's going to be all over the field, catching passes, returning. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. But my interest is actually in Jonathan Stewart. I think Jonathan Stewart is the start this week because from a true running back standpoint against a terrible run defense – no matter how much they've added to it with Solomon Thomas and Eric Armstead and, you know, DeForest Buckner, I'm interested in John, the true the true running back on the team, which to me is still Jonathan Stewart. I think he's going to get his 12 to 14 carries, and he's going to make the most of them against the, against the 49ers. I mean, for the Niners, it would be Garcon. Easily. Easily. Yeah, because, because the Panthers have a pretty pretty crappy secondary. Okay. Here's, and I like Garcon a lot. Here's a question, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Mr. Stats guy. So I'm in one league and I have, I guess, a, a predicament. Would you start mm-hmm. Adam Thielen or Jonathan Stewart? And it's PPR. Oh, I, I, that's that. To me, that's pretty easy because as much as the San Francisco um, run game is so bad, again, uh, the, you know, their defense is so bad against like the run. Really bad. The Saints' secondary is so unbelievably bad that I think both Diggs and Thielen. Will get 100. at least. They will both come close to 100 yards and five receptions at least. They're going to have five, six receptions, 100 yards. Each of them kind of a touchdown. That's how bad the Saints secondary is. So yes, I would, I would consider for sure starting Thielen over Jonathan Stewart. Wow. Yeah, just because of the Saints. I mean, the Saints just are just bad against the pass. So. Yeah. I like it. I got Thielen in right now. I love Adam Thielen, as everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Sunday night football. 
The New York Football Giants versus my Dallas Cowboys. Dun, 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 dun. The Giants. It's gonna be a great game. It's it's gonna be a fantastic game. No matter how bad each team is, that game is always always fantastic, and it always comes down to the fourth quarter, which the Cowboys could have won it last year, yep. the first game. Thank you, Terrence Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Out of Baylor, I should have known. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we also like him. Yeah, he was in Baylor. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Terrence Williams is Baylor. Yeah. Who do you like on the New York Football yeah. Giants? First of all, it pains me because the Giants are they can the be New soaked. York version of right, the New York version of what I what I hope the Jets would become, but that is not true. But instead, I like a guy who used to play for the Jets in Brandon Marshall. The same stadium, um, Jersey. Yep, yep, same stadium. <laughs> better, better quarterback, not by much, but better quarterback. Yeah, he's, um, he's a lot better than what the Jets have right now. Not right now. I'm saying last year. But, yeah, you're right. Um, Brandon Marshall's two years removed from being, what, like the number four wide receiver in fantasy? I believe he was. 14, 15 touchdowns, over 1,400 yards receiving, 100 receptions. I mean, is he going to get that with the Giants? No. No. But he's going to get his target share. He's going to get opportunities against a Dallas defense that just got obliterated this offseason. I mean – they were a bad defense to begin with, and they are just got even worse. They gave up the what the twenty seven. They, they were number twenty seven in pass defense last year. It's going to get even worse. They're going to finish as a top as a bottom five defense again, um, especially against the pass. And look for look for Brandon Marshall to be a big target in the end zone. Cowboys actually did have the best rushing defense. So my big play this week for the for the Cowboys would probably be Jason Witten. I do love me some Jason Witten this week. I did pick him. So I, I I have to start him, but I do I, I like him against the Giants personally. I love I think, it. It's weird. Yeah, I do. Especially because the whole situation with Zeke and everything going on, you need a true leader to shine and step up, and Jason Witten is that. He always performs pretty pretty well against the Giants and in the opening games of the season, and he's, you know, the old reliable, consistent player. Um, the Giants, you know, are a they're not the best against um, the tight end position. They do. They are. You know. They're. They're more towards the middle of the pack against the tight end position and covering and coverage. So, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to starting Jason Witten in almost every league because he's going to get his four or five targets. He's going to get his. You know, nine. Nine to ten yards per reception, and he might get a touchdown. So, for me, it's a, it's a safe play. And it's funny too because you know exactly what you're going to get with Jason Witten. He's not a fast dude. He's big separates himself from the defender and then has that insanely slow juke move, but he still fakes guys out whenever he does that little stop. And then they're like, Oh my God. (laughs) I don't know how it it still works, but it does. I love it. It's incredible. I like Cole Beasley actually this week. Yeah. I think that him and Dak had a pretty, pretty good report together. And I think it could carry over again into this year. Saints and the Vikings. Boom, boom, boom. We got a rookie running back from Minnesota. Dalvin Cook officially named the starter because Latavius Murray, he just he wasn't doing well and or he was also hurt. So just opportunity. It's like talent meets opportunity. Exactly. Dalvin Cook does does Dalvin Cook this week, knowing how the Saints' defense is, which is not good. Do you think Dalvin Cook finishes in the top fifteen this week? I know that's a bold statement, but it could happen. I think the only way he does is based on receptions because as much as New Orleans pass uh, passing defense is not the best, their run defense is pretty much middle of the road. And especially getting back somebody like Sheldon Rankins, who missed all of last year, um, the defensive tackle from Louisville, I really think that he's a pretty damn good run stopper. And I think he could really step in and help that defense immensely, both in the rushing game actually and the passing game, by his ability to stop the run and could potentially rush the quarterback. Um, so I, I like Dalvin Cook this week. I think as a top 15, it, it's possible. Is he my favorite pick? No. Going forward, he definitely is. Um, but I want to see another rookie. I just want to see what he's capable of. It's hard to it's very hard. judge. A, right. It's hard to judge a rookie just based on the preseason in college. I want to be able to watch them during the regular season and see how they perform. I, I know you like someone else, and I brought him up before. You know, you oh, got, Adam Thielen. You got burned on him, Adam Thielen. Oh. And I do, after you just mentioned it before, I do think I will start Thielen. Although I can see where where, where Jonathan Stewart could have a very good game. 
but the fact that Christian McCaffrey is there as well, who will take some touches away from him. Adam Thielen, very good start this week. Absolutely. He's one of my favorite starts this week. Rudolph's going to get his targets, and Diggs is going to get his targets, and Thielen will get his targets. And Thielen, to me, is a bigger touchdown threat than either one of them is. So he's the bigger body receiver, and he, I, I, just, I really like Adam Thielen this week, especially as a, as a, you know, I would honestly, I would be okay starting with him as my wide receiver too. So, wide receiver two reflex, yeah. And to end Monday night football, we have the Denver Broncos against the Go Chargers Go. <laughs> no, you got to put the pause in there. It's, it's Go Chargers Go. go. <laughs> Demarius Thomas, is he going to play this week? I think oh, that's God, actually a so. pretty big storyline to look at in this game. If he doesn't play, Emmanuel Sanders insert top 12 top 12 production he's going to get a shit ton of targets but um i think yes who else is there that has has established themselves as much as emmanuel and demarius and i I know and i actually i want to say i want to say they're going to run the ball more i would say if they're missing demarius cj anderson's going to get a big bump for me at least I would start C.J. Anderson more if I, I – honestly, I would rather start C.J. Anderson than try to look for another wide receiver opposite Emmanuel Sanders. Wow. I, I would. I like – I do. I like I like C.J. Anderson this year, and I think that if he stays healthy, he's going to be a decent back as a complimentary you know, running back too. So I would be perfectly fine starting him against a pretty good San Diego defense. So I – They had a top 10 rushing defense last year. I know. I know. And they, they, they deserving – they are – you know, they're a good defense, but – I think that, especially taking the pressure off of someone like Trevor Simeon, I think that C.J. Anderson will get his touches. And when he when he plays, he plays well. He I does. mean, C.J. Anderson, will give yeah, he's a good running back. I will give him um, my big player for this week to to sit would be Keenan Allen, and here's why: Ooh. Keenan Allen missed just about all of last year, except for maybe what one catch. Um, so he, one when game he tore his, when he tore his leg apart. Okay, I don't see Keenan Allen as an as a injury threat. It's more of the fact that he is coming back from an injury, and he is going up against the Broncos' defense that gave up uh, 185 passing yards per passing, game. Yeah, 185 passing yards per game. Unreal. <laughs> Granted, San Diego always does play Denver pretty strong. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, they play them pretty well. Granted, they are playing in Denver, so that is a difference maker to me. I do. I, I like Keenan Allen throughout the season. I think he has his, you know, his fill of targets. He is your 10.5 per reception kind of guy, but he's going to get his receptions. But I think with you know Tyrell Williams being there, I think they're you know establishing the run against Denver because Denver's not that great against the run. I think Melvin Gordon is going to have a much bigger game than Keenan Allen will. So I'd rather see them. You know, I'd rather see you focus on maybe Keenan Allen as your wide receiver two or flex than as your star wide receiver this week. Hunter Henry. Could be someone yep. to look at, but I think the Broncos actually cover the tight ends very well. They're just a very good pass defense, period. So and there you have it, our love them, hate them, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're not going to trademark it. And <laughs> this is the Fantasy Fam signing off. Yeah.